Well, welcome to another new week of broadcast here on The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. It is Movie Monday, and we have a lot of movieing to talk with you about today here on the program. Uh, Dennis Wilson's going to join me to talk about the baby boomer dilemma. Karen Kingsbury is going to join me to talk about, well, a novel of hers that is very, very timely and topical, topical, but also a new television program of hers as well that is available on PureFlix. And we're going to give you the opportunity to, uh, well... (laughs) to take a look at uh, this on Pure Flix as well. And maybe, just maybe, there's a distinct possibility that the new movie Sound of Freedom, uh, which is in theaters right now, done millions and millions of dollars at the box office, got everyone talking about human trafficking. Uh, we may even have a pair of tickets to that to give away today too. So keep it right here on the Bottom Line Show on this Movie Monday. We're back to Movie Mondays. I'm super excited about this. Um, but, you know, I mentioned the the movie Sound of Freedom uh, Jim Caviezel is just getting rave reviews for his performance as Tim Ballard, who is the uh, uh, the founder of a ministry that is helping to rescue children worldwide who are being trafficked. Uh, Tim has been uh, with us on the Bottom Line Show before. There was a documentary made about his uh, ministry that came out around 2015, as I recall. And if you listen to the, if you have a, if you have a long memory <laughs> for the Bottom Line Show, we actually were privileged to sponsor a. Uh, a screening of the documentary about Tim's ministry back in 2015. And the day that they showed it, you know, it was a Fathom Events event. It was, you know, one night only. It was like a Tuesday night or something like that. And it was a relatively smallish theater in, I want to say it was in Irvine. I think it was like in the Irvine marketplace or the district. And I remember we got to the theater and uh, we had tickets, you know, set aside for us. And we were giving away tickets for bottom line listeners and, um, the, the show sold out well in advance and they had actually added a second screening that night in our theater plus an additional screen showed the, the documentary. Shortly thereafter, the guys uh, got involved in making this into a dramatic presentation starring Jim Caviezel playing Tim's part. And you've heard the story. I shared this last week, but if you hadn't heard the whole story, um, the, the, the name of the game Uh, with this movie was it was made it was done in 2018 and it was made by 20th century fox and then 20th century fox was purchased big massive merger um and the walt disney company wound up taking over not fox news channel but the 20th century fox movie and television library so now the disney fox brand is massive okay well, they got a hold of this movie, and, you know, it's, it's interesting. A lot of people have been saying, hey, you know, I, I went to go see uh, uh, The Sound of Freedom, and I went to the theater. I was watching a couple of women who went in North Carolina over the weekend, and they said, you know, it was the strangest thing. When we got there, we'd received a text message. We'd bought our tickets in advance, a text message or email from the theater operator that said, sorry, we're not going to be showing the theater, uh, the movie, because the air conditioning is out in the theater. They said, well, we don't care. We, we want to see it anyway. We'll sweat for an hour and a half. It's no big deal. When they got there, nobody else was in the theater. It was just these four ladies. And she said, sure enough, the air conditioning was not working in the theater that they were at. Now, this is a multiplex. There are many screens there. You know, a lot of these places have 10, 15, 20 different theaters at the big complex. And so they decided, well, let's take a look around and see what it's like in other places. This was an AMC theater, I believe. And so what they did is they 
left their seats after the movie was done, loved the movie, walked out into the lobby and noticed the people were there milling about, buying tickets, popcorn, soda, whatever. The air conditioning was working in the lobby. So then they kind of walked into the back of some of the other theaters, you know, not to watch the movie, but just to see. Every single theater that they went into, the air conditioning was working. But for some strange reason, in the theater that was showing Sound of Freedom, the air conditioning was not working. Now, you have to wonder, what is it about the left that is so beholden to child sex trafficking? And I mean this sincerely. You have to ask the question, why is this such a big deal to the left to pretend like this doesn't happen? I've seen reports, you have too. If you look at left-leaning media, they will report that this is a fantasy, that this is a fallacy, this is something that is made up. It does not exist. From left-leaning comedians on late-night television to it's a Trump conspiracy theory, it's MAGA Republicans and right-wing extremists and the KKKs behind it, et cetera, et cetera. Instead of taking a look around saying, look, if you're going to study slavery, you have to look at slavery throughout history. We can look at slavery during biblical times. We can look at slavery um, in the Middle Ages. We can look at slavery in the early parts of our nation. But at the same time, Lisa and I came across a, a video online over the weekend. We were watching it. And it was talking about the top five tribes of African peoples who were basically eliminated because of slavery. They were sold into slavery, uh, transported all around the world. And now their tribes basically are no more. And the tribes have quite the history. Did you know that four out of the five leading tribes in Africa, according to this little documentary, that were rubbed out, were actually rubbed out because their tribesmen and tribeswomen were sold into slavery to Brazilian traders. And they basically are still in existence in Brazil as a slave culture. There were a couple of the five tribes that had some of their descendants who had, in fact, been sold to North America and went to the U.S. and whatnot. But it was amazing to me. And I, I looked at Lisa, I said, do you think that they're making a big deal about this in Brazil? I mean, the fact that there are entire tribes of Africans who were sold into slavery into Brazil, never to be heard from again as a people group. They're just known as the slaves. I mean, if we're going to look at slavery, honestly, we have to look at it internationally. We also have to look at the sex trafficking world and understand that any minor, I mean, anybody, anybody can be sold into slavery for whatever reason. It's just a, it's a horrible issue. But anytime there is a minor who is engaged in some kind of sexual work, they are being trafficked, full stop. In 2012, the bottom line show signed on September 19, 2011. In 2012, it was our first uh, uh, ever dig at the presidential election, the state and local elections and whatnot. California had a measure on the ballot called Proposition 35. You remember that one? Proposition 35 was a measure that would actually identify minors as victims of sex trafficking if they were ever apprehended for engaging in a crime of a sexual nature. That's a very polite way of saying if you found a 12-year-old girl walking Hollywood Boulevard and she got pulled over, picked up for soliciting as a prostitute, Prop 35 
changed the way that law enforcement treated her. Originally, she was taken into the system. She was booked. She was taken to juvenile hall. If she had a pimp or somebody else who, uh, the, the woman who's responsible, I can't use the name that they use on the street for that. It's just not appropriate for Christian broadcasting. But uh, one of the people in that group would come bail her out. But if they didn't, she went to juvie. And now she had a criminal record. And Prop 35 changed California law so that if a girl was taken into custody in that situation, she would now be treated as someone who's being, who had been kidnapped and who was being trafficked for sex, and it would be a whole different set of rules for her as to how she was treated. Massive training program went into play to help state and local authorities figure out how to talk to these girls. I talked to one detective here in Anaheim uh, who had him on the show uh, right after uh, Prop 35 passed. And he said, yeah, w when we apprehend a suspect, we have 90 seconds to convince them that we're not going to harm them. If a 12-year-old girl has been trafficked for the past two years, for the past two years, all she knows for survival is her pimp is her family. We have, and the police are the bad guys, and we have 90 seconds to change her mind as to whether or not she'll go into a diversion program or if she's going to go into juvenile or if they're going to bail her out. 90 seconds. No psychologist, no counselor, no PsyD could ever say I could change somebody's mind in 90 seconds. But that's what we're asking law enforcement to do. And yet here we are in 2023. It was 11 years ago that California voters actually voted to change the law, because up until that point, the way that a boy or a girl on the street who was soliciting for sex was treated was as a criminal. So when a movie like Sound of Freedom comes out, you got a guy like Jim Caviezel making the rounds and saying, you know, that uh, this is a story that needs to be told. And Hollywood is doing everything in its power to not celebrate its success. It's as if they don't think that human trafficking is a real issue. We're going to take a quick break. And as we continue, show you wh how whacked out the system has become when it comes to human trafficking and immigration and all of those issues because there are people streaming across the southern border in the U.S. at this very moment who are coming here illegally and what they're doing is they're taking advantage of the current White House administration laws with regard to immigration as to how to get here and stay here. For example, if you've got a young person who is being trafficked for sex, they're being instructed to say, I'm transgender. I'm coming here for treatment. And now they'll get brought through in San Diego and take him into California and say, see, this 15-year-old boy is really a girl. And, and we need to give this child protections. And you can't let their parents know that they're here because the parents will try to drag him back to Mexico against their will. Not realizing that that boy isn't necessarily transgender. He's saying that for the protection, quote unquote, for the coyote. I mean, it, it's mind-boggling to think that somebody would have to think like that. And I'll ha I have to be honest with you, had I not read up on this, it never would have occurred to me that people would actually do stuff like this. I mean, call me naive. But I'm, I'm so, it just amazes me sometimes when I think of the lengths that people would go to to break the law. There's another law issue that's coming up, and I wonder if this will become an issue in San Diego. It's already an issue in Texas right now. And on the other side of this break, we're going to get into this because I think it, with there's so much talk about trafficking and trafficking prevention, no one sees the connection between illegal immigration and human trafficking better than we in the conservative side. 
And there's a lawsuit right now in Austin, Texas, that Governor Greg Abbott is facing because of his plan to stop illegal immigration. Wait till you hear what the plan is, which is actually pretty genius, and why it's being challenged in court. That's coming up next as the bottom line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to this uh, Movie Monday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Uh, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the Bottom Line Show. We have Pure Flix subscriptions that we're giving away today. Karen Kingsbury is going to join me in about a half hour or so to talk about a novel of hers that is germane to this conversation about human trafficking, and also which we'll be giving away that book. And also, uh, we've got free subscriptions to Pure Flix where you can watch her brand new television series based on her book, A Thousand Tomorrows. So that's coming up in about a half hour or so. Uh, you can just start calling Crystal right now at 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Okay, check this out. Uh, this is, uh, it never ceases to amaze me. The level of... Uh, effort that people will put into to try to break into things that they're not supposed to break into. Remember back in the old Get Smart television show? You remember watching that? Mel Brooks uh, creation and uh, Don Adams played Maxwell Smart, Agent 86, and Barbara Feldon was the sultry, you know, uh, Agent 99. They wound up getting married. And of course, and then there was the chief and I think the chief's name was Chief. I don't. I don't remember his name. And all the gadgets they had, the shoe phone, and I just it was it was a ton of fun. But every now and again, when they would catch somebody from chaos, and trust me, I was such a big Get Smart fan. The first time I ever spelled chaos on a spelling test, I spelled it with a K instead of a CH. That, that's, that's, where, that's the extent of how much I loved uh, uh, Get Smart. Anyway, at some point, they would capture the bad guy, and Max would just kind of look at the camera and say, if only he could have used his skills for niceness instead of evil. Well, enter a guy called Jesse Fuentes. Now, Jesse is the owner of a company called Epi's Canoe and Kayak Team. Epi's Canoe Canoe and Kayak Team. And this is an organization that, uh, that, that has river rafting trips, things of that nature. Okay. Um, he has filed a lawsuit because he does not like Governor Greg Abbott's Operation Lone Star in the state. Here's what the governor has proposed. He wants to install floating barriers in the middle of the Rio Grande River for the express purpose of preventing people to swim across the river to get to Texas. 
Now, that seems like a reasonable request, doesn't it? If, if the president of the United States will not secure our borders, this is a way that the governor of Texas is attempting to do so. Jesse Fuentes says that if the state puts the buoys where they're going to put them, it would prevent him from giving tours on the river. It would then cause his company, quote, imminent and irreparable harm. Now, the buoy construction has begun. It's near Eagle Pass in Texas. And so far, it has already forced Mr. Fuentes to cancel a number of activities. It's even prevented his company from getting access to the river, or so says he in his lawsuit. Um, it, it's interesting because what Governor Abbott has done is he, he says there is a crisis here. They, they have something called Operation Lone Star, which is a disaster declaration that says that uh, if there's a problem here, if there's a natural disaster, something that's going on, uh, that the governor has veto authority and uh, executive privilege authority to go ahead and authorize something like this. So Governor Abbott says that the undocumented immigrants trying to swim the Rio Grande to get into Texas is a crisis. On the other hand, Mr. Fuentes says that it's causing his business irreparable harm. The lawsuit says a plain reading of the disaster declaration reveals as a matter of law that this statute cannot be used to regulate the Texas-Mexico border because none of its definitions address immigrants, the border, or crimes committed by immigrants. The definition of disaster cannot be read so broadly to allow Governor Abbott to create his own border patrol agency to regulate a border and prevent immigrants from entering Texas by installing a buoy system in the Rio Grande. Um, Here's how Governor Abbott justifies this. He says, this strategy will proactively prevent illegal crossings between ports of entry by making it more difficult to cross the Rio Grande and reach the Texas side of the southern border. And as evidence that there is a crisis going on right here, evidently last week there were four people who did in fact drown while attempting to cross the Rio Grande in the Eagle Pass section. So you tell me what's more important. Four immigrants die trying to swim from Mexico up the Rio Grande into Texas, or Jimmy Fuentes wants to run his uh, kayaking business and the buoys get in the way. Now, I don't want to deprive anybody the opportunity to do business. But quite frankly, according to uh, Fuentes' attorney, Carlos Flores, the governor proclaims to support law and order, yet he initiated Operation Lone Star without legal authority and seeks to install buoys to score political points without a legitimate public policy objective. Mr. Uh, Flores, may I remind you that four people are now dead because they tried to swim across this area? Uh, Basically... Greg Abbott's maintaining, hey, this is, and I'm quoting him here, he put this on Twitter. He said, we will see you in court and don't think that the Travis County Court will be the end of it. This is going to the Supreme Court if we need to. Texas has a constitutional right to secure our border. Full stop. But this is where the left misses what's really at stake here. The idea that illegal immigration is such a huge issue in this country. And let's face it, 
both, um, can I use this term? Both Democrats and Republicans have proverbial blood on their hands when it comes to the, stopping the flow of illegal immigrants coming into this country. And evidence, Exhibit A, is the fact that we have so many legal immigrants who come into this country. We talk about the fact that there are anywhere from 11 to 24 people who are here in the U.S. illegally, and most of them came through the southern border. We've got people coming through from Central and South America. We've had Chinese nationals showing up through the southern border. San Diego, Arizona, Texas, even into parts of Alabama, for crying out loud. But consider this. The fact that there are so many illegal immigrants coming into this country is in direct opposition to the number of people who immigrate to this country legally. There may be a million people coming into the United States illegally through Mexico. There's another million who come here legally. How is this fair to them? To the people who come here legally, who go through immigration, who get the green card, who bring the right paperwork, everything's on the up and up. They're not hiding. They're not living in the shadows. It's not fair to them to make them wait 15 years when you've got Emperor Mussolini here or Nebuchadnezzar, Governor Newsom, offering all sorts of handouts to those who are coming here illegally. It's really a slap in the face to people who, who immigrate here legally, number one. Number two, if you're a law-abiding, tax-paying citizen here, then you really get the short end of the stick. But I applaud Governor Abbott for saying there's a problem here. This is a danger spot. People are so desperate to come here or they're being told this is the only way they can get here. You have to ask the question, if someone is coming here illegally, why is that? I mean, anybody with a pulse and a conscience and a little bit of wisdom should be looking at the illegal immigration problem and asking the question, why are so many people coming here illegally when there are many legal options for them to come here. Some final thoughts on this push in just a moment as the bottom line continues. Welcome back to the bottom line. I'm Roger Marsh, movie Monday edition of the bottom line program. We've been talking about immigration, legal and illegal, uh, this new uh, campaign uh, for Governor Greg Abbott of Texas. Doing, and I wonder if San Diego is going to take on something similar, maybe not with the buoys in the water to stop people from trying to swim the Rio Grande to come here to, to Texas. But rather, you know, what, what kind of different measures are being taken to stop the flow, if not slow the flow, of illegal immigrants coming into the U.S.? We'll put this article up at thebottomlineshow.com. There's a business owner in Texas who is suing the governor who says, I, you can't put these buoys up here because I run a business that does paddleboat tours and kayaks and things of that nature, and the buoys get in the way of my tours. So basically, you're causing my business irreparable harm. To the best of my knowledge, I have never once heard anyone say, thank the Lord we have a kayak touring service because now everybody will be able to live longer and happy. I mean, it's a fun thing to do, but it's a luxury. It's not a necessity. I mean, let's just be real about that. Um, when we think about the, the human trafficking issue, also take into consideration, too, how many big corporations, maybe corporations that you're investing in and not knowing it with your, uh, your investment dollars for retirement might be going to supporting these companies. And I don't want that on my conscience any more than you do. 
That's why I'm so grateful, Dennis Wilson of Wilson Financial Advisors is uh, one of our my major sponsors of the Bottom Line Show. Dennis has become a good friend. Dennis and Kathy and Lisa and I have broken bread on many occasions. And uh, I, I really love what Wilson does. They've helped my parents, who are now 90 years of age, have a better retirement than they would have if they'd stayed where they were 10 years ago. My sister's looking forward to a great retirement. I can't recommend these guys enough. But one of the things I appreciate about Dennis is, first and foremost, he looks for investments that are God-honoring, that are investments that, would, that you could say, yes, I'm proud to have our money stewarded here. Secondly, he plows a lot of the proceeds that he earns, his profits. I mean, the guy's got to make a living, but puts them into ministry projects like supporting preborn and Alliance Defending Freedom. And he's a bottom line show station listener, just like everyone else. So his money's going to support Charles Stanley's ministry and through the Bible and things like that. But he also will help us understand why the conventional wisdom of the day when it comes to individual retirement accounts, IRAs or 401ks, just getting to the bottom of why these aren't always the best investments. And when you come up on retirement years, if you think you're going to have a 401k and it winds up becoming a 201k, and by the time it's taxed after you have moved on, your kids wind up with a 1k, uh, this is where the stewardship issue comes in. Recently, Dennis and I had a chance to sit down and talk about a new movie that underscores what's happening in that world. It's called The Baby Boomer Dilemma. It's all about your pension funds, why they've all gone away, about the fallibility of Social Security, and why the individual retirement account and the 401k account hasn't turned out to be all it's cracked up to be. The movie even features an interview with the guy who invented the IRA. We have copies of this movie for you to screen at home, links of it. And here on this Movie Monday, we're giving them away to everyone who calls. I've got five right now, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. If you haven't seen The Baby Boomer Dilemma yet, this if you saw it in the theaters when Dennis did a special screening of it, this link has additional information at the end of it that wasn't shown at that opportunity so give us a call to get your co- we got five copies of the baby boomer dilemma to give away today 800-227-5278 800-227-5278 the number to get you through to the bottom line dennis wilson joins me next as the bottom line continues you've been in an accident and the worst thing you can do is to wait to contact stephanie at cover law stephanie frequently talks to people who waited too long to seek help with their cases or tried to handle them on their own and by then it's too late. Family and friends mean well, but they can give truly bad advice. Often even trusted advisors will try and convince you to wait for more compensation. Stephanie knows the insurance companies want you to wait. They don't want you to file police reports, and they don't want you to reach out to Stephanie at Cover Law. That's because Stephanie is keenly aware of the tactics they use and why. She spent 20 years litigating for insurance companies and knows the strategy they will use to minimize their liability and your awarded amount. Insurance companies are for profit. They don't share Stephanie's Christian values, and typically they won't be fair to you. Don't deny yourself the ability to get better. Go with a proven expert in the field of personal injury and contact Cover Law at kbrightradio.com slash C-O-V-E-R today. 
Joined in studio today by Dennis Wilson, Wilson Financial Services, 800-696-9970, wilson-financial.com. Dennis Wilson, welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. Oh, me and Chu are glad to be here. Good to have you here, especially, Ben. You were dancing a jig earlier. I know you've got some good news to share with our listeners today. We do. We have a free offer that we're going to give them, and it's an exciting thing where we're going to allow them to see the movie The Baby Boomer Dilemma in their own living room at no charge. And uh, it's it's dynamite. It's it's something that if they're if if you if you have a uh, if you have what I call a four hundred one k, you know you have an IRA, you have an IOU to the government. Is what right. you have, and right. so your four hundred one k is nothing more than an, than a, your IRA becomes an IRA, and your IRA is nothing more than an IOU to the government. Mm. And that's going to get worse and worse as the years go. Uh, just look at the kind of government you have now. Yeah. and just realize that it doesn't look very promising. Well, let's talk about the government for just a moment, because I'm going to remember that now. IRA equals IOU to the government. I mean, just look, we we can't, can't mince words anymore about this. We have to look at it for what it really is. The past couple of years, we're halfway into the current administration. Um, I know you've been uh, pretty down on what's happening in the economy, et cetera, et cetera. 20% drop in the stock market last year and headed for another 20% drop this year. Dennis, give us your honest assessment. What's what's happening in the economy right now, and, and what does it look like is going to happen in the next couple of years? Well, you know, I've got a six-year-old that could answer those questions, too. <laughs> and she's heard me talk about it enough, so she probably would have my opinion. But, you know, I, I have to be really careful because I don't want to mix politics with Christianity because you just can't do that. But really, the fact of the matter is, is that this is the worst government we've ever had in the history of the United States. Mm. And when I go to Africa, I just I, people I just was in Africa a couple months ago, as you know, and I talked to a whole bunch, probably 70 or 80 pastors over there were talking about. I said, here's the thing about America. We have the worst leadership we've ever had. Right. Okay. We're 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 as a nation we're drifting away from God, but I think that I think that God has a plan to drift us back. That's my personal opinion. But I also believe that that um, what we have is that it doesn't matter how bad it looks. I have a rule: never watch the news. Mm-hmm. Now listen to listen to the bottom line. That's a good thing. Yes. But don't watch the news. It's bad news. I had a client tell me my wife will only allow me to watch ten minutes of the news. She calls it a Dennis Wilson rule. I says, "The heck with that rule. <laughs> tell her no minutes." I yeah. mean, I put sixty seconds in the other day. It makes you so. Anyway, the, to go back to your question, what is happening is is that the government is it does such a poor job of everything that we really we really have. Um, oh my gosh. We just have we have so many challenges. Just be glad that you know that Jesus is in control. God is God is above, and He's He's the one who watches out for you, and He's watching out for us now. And so, do we like what's going on? No, but He's got it there for a reason. Yeah. So let's work within it. Our goal is to our job is to do the best we can for the kingdom. Yeah. And so let's do that, and let's not concentrate on the negative stuff because if we do all we then if we concentrate on the negative stuff, then all we can do is just get up in bed, look at the news, and go back to bed because it's it's all bad news. Yeah. So just turn it off. Yeah. And put on the good news. Put on KBRT. Put on these Christian radio stations. Listen to what God has to say. To heck what the media has to say. Listen to what God has to say. And God has to say that if if uh, you're walking with him, you got a really bright future. Amen. Amen to that. Dennis Wilson, Wilson Financial Services, with me in studio today here on The Bottom Line. 800-696-9970. And that's the phone number you're going to call for that free copy of the movie, uh, The Baby Boomer Dilemma. Oh, my gosh. About. Yes. It is such. It, it is. I, I like it so well because it, it really is 
it's kind of like what we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. We're, 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 it's all it's non-denominational. We're just giving you the facts. Right, right. Just remember when we were kids growing up. This is, this will date a couple. You remember what uh, Friday that guy Friday used to say? Mm-hmm. Nothing but the facts, right, ma'am. Right. Nothing but the facts, mm-hmm. and that's what the movie gives you. Yeah. Nothing but the facts. It certainly does. Now let's talk about retirement because there are so many people. I mean, one of the things that we've stressed here on the program for many years is the fact that if you didn't come up during a certain time, you don't have a pension. Or if you do, so a lot of pensions are just kind of watered down and they're really not going to work. If you think of yourself as being your own pension and you've got an IRA, remember an IRA is an IOU to the government. So what are the solutions then, Dennis? Because someone says, wait, I've got money in an IRA, but there's still time. I'm not retired yet. Um, what can I do with that money that's going to literally, it's a ticking tax time bomb in a couple of years? Well, that's a fun that's a fun question to answer because it, obviously it depends on in everybody's individual infor- sure. situation. But we just had a gentleman in who's been a client of ours now for about six years. He moved to Texas about a year ago, and he comes in once a year, and we chat. And he says, "Am I ready to retire?" And I said, "You know what? You could retire today." A smile on his face. I said, "Yeah," but he says, "But I said it'll take us another year or two to get all tax free." Because we've had a six-year plan to get it all tax, six to eight-year plan to get it all tax free, so that when you retire. Uncle Sam is out of your life. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds really good to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there, I mean, there are so many different programs that are available. One of the things we stress at Wilson Financial is that you are the alternative guy, and you're also a solutions guy, too. I mean, there are so many things that are wrong in the economy right now. When you call Wilson Financial, you get solutions to those problems. You know, it's funny. I watch... uh, I do watch some television, so I, I confess to the fact that I watch golf. <laughs> and baseball. And baseball. Yeah. And so I do get to watch some of these commercials. And I get a kick out of watching some of these commercials say, well, I'm only doing this. I always do what's in my client's best interest. I've been doing this for 54 years. I will tell you that I always try to do what's my client's best interest. Yes. But always is God's word, and I'm not about to take it because there's no way that I always do things. But we try to help people always do what is in their best interest. And so we are a fiduciary, but I get a kick out of some of these guys who claim they're fiduciaries. They don't have any idea what the tax law is. Mm. They don't even know who, they don't even know, they, they, they know that they have a 401k because they have their client's money invested in it. Mm-hmm. And as long as they can help them grow that, they're making money. But as far as anything else, they don't know. They don't, what do you mean that I can't pass this on to my grandkids? Mm-hmm. What do you, they, they've never even heard those kind of things wow. before. Wow. Uh, because they've just never taken the time. It, it, you have to be, you have to be, you know, I just came from a doctor's appointment. If I thought that doctor wasn't keeping up with what's going on with today, I wouldn't be there. Right. Why? Because it changes on a regular <laughs> basis. And so we literally... We go to Eslot training twice a year, which is IRA training, just for the very fact that in two, in two days they feed you through a, through a fire hose and you can't possibly get all the stuff they're going to give you, right. but you have access to it. And there's so many changes. The government is so deceptive. They're so deceitful mm-hmm. that it's just, you know, it, it's, um, it, it's, you, you want to go somewhere where you have somebody who really is trying to look out for your best interest. And that doesn't mean just growing your money. That means saving your money. Amen. It means to be saved because sure. really very truthfully, it's not your money. Right. It's God's money and you're nothing more than his steward. And so 
that's that's the whole key. If you understand that, then it takes a lot of stress off you. Yeah, it certainly does. Dennis Wilson will ease that burden as well. Call Wilson Financial at 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970. Dennis, we were talking about the IRA being basically an IOU to the government, and yet a lot of people are there. And a lot of people are maybe even starting out. they got young adult kids who are wanting to get into this, and they're being told this is the way to go. What's the difference between a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA? And I understand you've got kind of a supercharged Roth IRA that you're working with people on right well, now. Well, yeah. As a matter of fact, we do, and our, and our young reps are using it for young people all the time. Because really what it does is it eliminates you having to save government for save money for the government. Mm-hmm. Because really, any time the government gives you something, you can almost guarantee they're going to take it away. Right. And so, uh, the 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 raw. If you know the Roth rules, they're they're so minute that you that for you to be able to fund the Roth. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it because we do that for clients all the time. But is but it's a drop in the bucket as to what you should be doing. Mm. Because if you if you're 20 if you're 40 years old and you're putting seven thousand dollars into a Roth and you're planning on on retiring. Um, you know why wouldn't you why wouldn't you put twenty five or thirty thousand dollars into a Roth if you sure. had the opportunity? Mm-hmm. Was it well? I can't even do that in my four hundred one k. Well, thank God you can't because everything you can put in there, right. they're going to come and get. Uh, so we have ways of showing. We have a a Roth alternative that, that we showed a gal in Florida last week a Roth alternative where. She's a doctor who in five years wants to retire with $200,000 a year. And we showed her how she could retire with $250,000 a year tax-free. And she couldn't believe it. Mm. So she said, well, so anyway, we sent her all the books and, and we've sent her everything under the sun. She says, why hasn't anybody else ever told me about this? I says, because they just don't know. Mm. Mm. How can you tell somebody about something you don't know anything exactly. about? Exactly, exactly. So that's why. Yeah. Well, it's not because they're stupid. They just don't know. Right. And you do. And you yeah. found, because you spent over 50 years finding the alternatives, finding the solutions, and then making them available to the people who you are working with, who are partnering with you. That's true. Uh, and that's the fun thing about what we do is that it is a constant growing process. You know, um, I have found out now that uh, I want to grow. I want to grow. Uh, I, I have reached a point where I'm, my height and my waist are very similar, and so I want to re- I want to reduce it to where where I'm. Uh, you know, the uh, I can't get any taller, so my waist has to get smaller. Mm. You know, the old joke the guy that went to the doctor. He says, you know, he says, you're you're not overweight. He says, you just should be six foot five. Right. <laughs> yeah. For those of us who are undersized and <laughs> yeah, uh, right. not, not overweight, Dennis, take the final moments of our time together here, and let's talk about. I mean, what the future holds in terms of one of the things that people are ready for. We had major market volatility last year. Interest rates went up. Stock market went down. We've seen banks collapsing now. And I, it's so encouraging for me to know, like for my parents, that they don't have to worry about a bank failure anywhere because all of their money is secure and they're not going to lose any money. Talk about why it's so important. You have so many different programs for people to take advantage of where you are guaranteed to not lose any money. You, your returns are going to go up and down the way the market goes, but you're not going to lose anything. You have that security. Well, you know, what you just hit on is really something that uh, whenever whenever the, the market fluctuates and people call and they have, uh, you know, we've been doing this for 54 years. And in, in the first 10 or 20 years, people used to call. My clients don't call anymore. They don't call and say, oh, Dennis, what's happening is the, it's, the sky is falling. They just don't. Now, I have a few that do because they just don't listen to anything you tell them. They like to be told 25 <laughs> times. But the, the fact is, is that, that we, we really do not worry about it. 
well if you want that security. But knowing that the programs are also going to provide even better returns than you're going to get at a bank and a certificate of deposit that just pays you interest and that's it, doesn't give you the opportunity for a death benefit, for a long-term care benefit, for uh, the, the, that kind of growth and security that's way above what the market can even do. Even with these teaser rates that I keep getting right now, okay, I, I'm looking online and, uh, hey, guess what? We can get you 4% APR yeah. for three. Uh, th- those kind of stunts happen all the time, but that's not long-term growth. No, that's not long-term growth. And we have, we have, got, we have got real estate solutions that are, that are, that are really – excellent secure and uh, give you the steady growth of you know someone said like you just mentioned that short-term rate i said look the go the bank's not they don't want your money it's the fed's going to lower these things the fed can't stay up where it is it's not humanly possible right. for the for these interest rates to stay where they are so they're going to go down so as they go down guess what happens that three percent four percent cd that you took out for six months going you're going to renew it for a half or what it's over whatever it's been doing for the last 10 or 15 years is what it's going to do now in the future yeah. you're going to get a little bit of bump so but if you want just something that could give you 6% three for three years and know that it'll be there year in and year out, and it's secured by real estate, yeah. um, it, it's um, you know an, an incredible track record. So those are the kinds of things that, uh, that we have to do. You know, we don't have one arrow. We have several arrows in our quiver. Yeah. Yeah, and they're all they're all well sharpened and ready to use, and uh, of course with biblical principles behind them all, Dennis. I mean, at the end of the game, we've got sixty seconds left in our time together. Let's talk about that stewardship issue again because that's key. Well, you know, it is interesting because I I firmly believe that that God has given you your money so that you will be a good steward to Him. It's not your money, and so your responsibility is really twofold. It's to be a good steward to Him, but it's to be a good steward to your kids and show them an example. You know, if you don't have a trust and and you pass away, you've been an incredibly poor example to your children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Believe me, they will they will be calling you dirty names all the way over the all, all the way to and from the probate court for two years. So you know, but take the time to realize that it's God's. And then realize that he has a plan for you and a plan for it. And so, um, and I'm, I'm working on that plan for me right now. We got lots of things going. I just had a Zoom meeting with Africa this morning for an hour and a half. And I'm excited about what we're doing over there. It's just unbelievable. And it's, and, and it's again, it's all God's money. So let's redirect it over there because what happens is when it comes, goes over there, comes back here. Amen. And amen. Dennis Wilson, Wilson Financial, 800-696-9970. Call and get your copy while the supplies last of the movie, The Baby Boomer Dilemma. It's a free screening in your own home. You just call and we'll get you the code, but you got to call Wilson Financial to get it. And also remember your 401k, your IRA and IRAs and IOU. You got to get out of that and you need Dennis to help you. And he's going to provide those solutions as well. 800-696-9970, wilson-financial.com. Dennis Wilson, always a pleasure. And I didn't welcome Chewy properly at the beginning. I know he's and been he's, eating. And he stood up because he's ready to go and he's annoyed with you, Rod. It's the yeah. first time he's ever done. <laughs> say, Roger didn't even say hi to you, did he? he, he well, so. well yeah, we said our highs, but now he's about to say a quick goodbye. That's yeah, he sure. is because he's got to go to little boy's room. That's right. Okay, guys, thanks for being with us today. Oh, yeah, it's a pleasure. Well, great to revisit that conversation with my good friend and colleague, Dennis Wilson of Wilson Financial Services, 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, 
800-696-9970 is the number to get you through to Dennis's office to set up your no-cost consultation and find out how you can maximize your retirement dollars through low or no tax obligation whatsoever investments. Also, give Crystal a call at 800-227-5278. Get you through to the Bottom Line Show and get you a copy, a free screener. We've got five of these to give away of the movie The Baby Boomer Dilemma, which tells you all about why your pension fund went away, why your 401k or IRA may not be the best option for your retirement funds. And Dennis is making these screenings available absolutely free. You call us, we get you the link, and then you can watch it in your home. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line for your copy of The Baby Boomer Dilemma from Dennis Wilson at Wilson Financial Services. Five copies to give away this half hour. As we continue, we've been talking a lot about human trafficking today here on this Movie Monday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm going to revisit a conversation I had with author Karen Kingsbury about a novel that she wrote called A Distant Shore. Uh, Karen's famous for writing these kind of hometown, faith and family type of novels. But A Distant Shore, she moved into a different territory. And who knew when she wrote this? that this topic would be so germane to what we're discussing today because A Distant Shore deals with the subject of human trafficking. And if you've seen the movie uh, The Sound of Freedom uh, with Jim Caviezel, you know how more and more people are talking about child trafficking and child sex trafficking. But human trafficking is the slavery issue of the 21st century. And Karen Kingsbury had her finger on the pulse of this when she wrote this novel, not realizing you start writing a book, you know, years in advance. And who knew when this thing came out that it was going to be this uh, much of a big issue. Karen Kingsbury joins me on the other side of this break to talk about her novel about human trafficking called A Distant Shore. And we're going to be giving away copies of that book as well. So keep it right here as the bottom line continues. One of the greatest gifts that we can give to an expectant mother is the gift of the first picture she'll ever have of her son or daughter in the womb. That comes through an ultrasound, and our friends at Preborn have an opportunity for us to make more of these ultrasounds a reality. Every time you give a donation of $28 to Preborn, that means one more ultrasound can take place. But how about giving enough money for an ultrasound machine? The cost is $15,000. It's a sizable investment. But every ultrasound machine can do 250 ultrasounds per year and lasts at least 10 years. Now take that cost $15,000 and divide that by 2,500. Okay, now you begin to see how the cost per ultrasound goes down even more once we have more ultrasound machines to donate into preborn clinics. Make a donation right now to preborn. It's completely tax deductible, and every penny, every dollar you donate right now is going to the purchase of an ultrasound machine. 833-850-BABY is the number to call, 833-850-2229, or go to kbrightradio.com. That's K-B-R-I-T-E radio.com. Click on the banner for Preborn and make your best donation right now. $25, $50, $100, it all counts towards saving babies' lives. kbrightradio.com, hit the Preborn banner right now. Well, special guest joining me once again here on the Bottom Line Show to talk about her brand new work. Anytime Karen Kingsbury has a new novel out, we want to have a conversation with her about it. And Karen Kingsbury has a new novel out called A Distant Shore. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Karen Kingsbury, welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. Thanks so much, Roger. I'm so glad to be back with you. This is fun. It's- 
It is, it is fun, especially because you are, you've become one of America's favorite inspirational storytellers, if not the premier inspirational storyteller of our generation, and at quite humble beginnings that kind of brought you into the role that you're in right now. Did you find yourself in that kind of Ginetto, Francine Rivers kind of category when you first started out that said, boy, I wish there was a story about, and then you didn't find it on the shelves anywhere, so you said, maybe I should write it? I mean, was that kind of how it got started for you as novel writing? It really was like there was yeah. um, there really were, there, were, there were no stories that I, I felt that were so deep that would be relevant to today's culture and what people were actually going through. And even though you might see this, you know, a hundred people sitting in a church pew, they that's just their Sunday best. Like what's going on Monday through Saturday in their lives? And I wanted to write about that. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think and I, I really thought at first that I wouldn't be writing Christian fiction because I thought it might be too sanitized, and I wanted mm-hmm. to to go to graphic places at, at least emotionally. Yeah. Um, certainly not, you know, I don't have to write about the physical graphic details, but I certainly right. am going there emotionally. Well, and that's a big challenge, I would imagine, as a Christian, as a woman of faith. I mean, as someone who wants to see your values reflected in the work that you're doing, but at the same time, understanding that we are people, you know, and it's not that some of the emotions that you're talking about aren't necessarily ungodly. It's just what the world has done with them that it becomes ungodly. I'm, I'm sure that's been kind of an uphill battle on the one hand, people saying, we, we're not going to publish your book because it isn't sexy enough. And other people saying, oh, wait a minute, you know, well, <laughs> well you're Karen Kingsbury. I guess we can, we can give you a pass on that one. Have you ever had that kind of <laughs> moment where the Christian publishing world says, gosh, I think you might be pushing the line a little too far? Well, it's funny, you know, A Distant Shore, which my publisher is Atria, the imprint Atria with Simon & Schuster, and they've seen some, you know, graphic books come across their desk. Right. And when I first started Distant Shore, my lead character, Eliza Lawrence, was actually trafficked. And uh, they just were like, this is just, even though, you know, we're not in the bedroom, but like, this is just too much. Mm. Um, and they said, what can you do? So I, I really like prayed about it. And I thought, okay, well, she can be the untouched daughter, like the princess of this dark world. So her father runs this human trafficking ring and she's in this thing called the palace with these other 16 girls who are being trafficked, but she isn't being trafficked. She's being held as a pawn to be married off to a neighboring ring so they can form one big ring. So she doesn't have a, she has a terrible life. She's used to lure girls in and whatnot. So she's, you know, she's right there in the thick of it, but she herself was just this untouched princess. So mm-hmm. that was what they wanted from me. And I did the rewrite kind of on that. And, and I, and I think it's better. I think it's, a, I think we can, we can come alongside her and be empathetic without being just too, it's just too much to read. I, I, thank you for sharing that. Karen Kingsbury is with me today here on The Bottom Line, and the new novel, A Distant Shore, is up at thebottomlineshow.com. Obviously, it's selling like crazy right off the bat, which is good uh, because people are, are embracing the work, and it's not like people are buying it and then sending it back saying, oh, Karen Kingsbury is talking about this now. I'm not so sure I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> it seems like over the past 10 years, the body of Christ has really done a better job of being made aware of what's happening in a world like that, and I think that they would see a story like that with a heroine, in, in Eliza's case, that would give them uh, you know, room to say, okay, I'm going to tell this story through her eyes, and I want to walk along that road with her. Yeah, that's exactly what they're saying, and, and I love that. And I, I think there's two ways that this kind of a story is important for people who you know, need inspiration or who are people of faith or, or just want a good book, and that is the first thing is we need to be aware that 25 million people are being trafficked across the world, and that most of them were lured in. They were not mm-hmm. kidnapped like you know the movie Taken, but they were actually lured in um, through the internet or promise of a job or promise of some sort of meal at a house. Right. I mean, it's just crazy. And once they're in, I mean, they're really trapped. So we either need to be a part of the solution. So, you know, volunteering time, donating money, praying for them, or being aware that we don't become that next victim. Mm-hmm. 
That's key. Uh, Karen Kingsbury is talking about her Distant Shore novel here on the bottom line, and it reminds me of a couple of young ladies that I met who I met when they were in foster care, but one of the girls was 12 years old when she got lured into this, and she got lured in by a friend who was also 12, and I asked her, I said, what was the tipping point? And she said, well, the guy that I thought was her uncle, you know, turned out to be the pimp in the situation, um, offered to take me clothes mm. shopping. And I, and I, I had never gotten, never gone out for new clothes before. Everything I always had was hand-me-down. We went to the store. It wasn't anything spectacular, but it was new clothes. I felt like a princess. And next thing you know, I'm walking Hollywood Boulevard. And it's amazing, mm. you know, where the parents are, you know, just to, to, to see a young lady sitting across the table from you telling that story. And I know that how, when you are researching work like this, Karen Kingsbury, I mean, how many hours do you put in? Obviously, there's some, you know, research research you can do. Do you get a chance to meet with people, you know, a day, a, in in terms of FBI workers, that type of stuff. How, how far do you get a chance to go when you're writing, and how much of this is your creative genius? Well, you know, the, and that's very kind, but this is, I would say this has had a lot of research. And because when you start reading it, I want you to fall into the story seamlessly, but to do that, you have yeah. to create a flawless, you know, that it, it has to be perfectly researched and totally accurate. So I did all the research. I, I know I read firsthand encounters. I talked to people who had been trafficked. And then I had what I thought was a very well-researched book. And then I connected really honestly, just I felt like it was a gift from God that this, this man came into my life who was the former head of trafficking with the FBI. And he can't have his name mentioned, but he read the book. And before I, you know, had my final draft and he had a five pages of notes that were like, mm. okay, this would never happen. And this is okay, but you would never call an agent this. And so now I can comfortably say that it's really my, it's my, my best book I've ever written. And, and it's, mm. you know, the framework is very, is entirely accurate. Karen Kingsbury is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. Her brand new book is called A Distant Shore. It deals with a very delicate but important topic for the church to deal with. And we've got a link for it up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, when you're putting together this, I mean, listening to your creative inner voice, you're listening to God, you know, the, the ideas come up. You've written so many different novels over the past quarter century. Um, you, you must have a very vivid imagination. I'm sure your dream life is just phenomenal. Uh, and in terms of you woke up saying, oh, I've got this new inspiration. This is what I'm going to do. How, do you have a storyboard? How, what, what, where do you decide? Do you have a dartboard? I mean, how do you determine what, what's the next story? I mean, how, how does that process work? Well, that's collaborative with my publisher. You know, I have two books that come out a year. And so we're, we're you know, usually a good two, three books out where it's like we know what's coming in the next uh, two, three releases. But, you know, it's it's like I feel like God puts a movie in my heart. And then mm. I get the privilege of outlining it and I can see it so visually. I get the privilege of then like writing it. And then like this release week with A Distant Shore, it goes to you. It goes to the people he had in mind. Like I feel like God puts it in my heart, but he has these other hearts in mind. And when I go speak with a big crowd, I'll speak to thousands of people and wait for hours talking to whoever wants to talk and signing books. They'll tell me, you know, this book changed my life. Like I had, I had no hope and now I have hope again or whatever it would be. And, and I get to say, you know, actually, I just give all the glory to God on that because he put the story in my heart, but he was thinking yes. of you. And he could only do that. I wouldn't know your stories, so only he could have done that. And so, yeah, the creativity is, is you know, could be inspired by something I see on TV or a conversation or just literally a dream. Um, and then it becomes this full-fledged, like, living, breathing story. What kind of response are you getting so far for a distant shore from people who are getting it? And uh, we know in the Internet world, people have ratings, you know, right, right off the bat. I haven't read it yet, but I'm sure it's wonderful. Uh, for people who actually picked it up, purchased it, and said, I've read this thing, what kind of feedback are you getting from your, your readers, Karen Kingsbury? 
Well, this is the very first time that, so Amazon releases reviews in small numbers, like they just kind of like nine the first day and set motor. So there's a, I, there's a, around 20 interview or 20 reviews that are on Amazon. And that's a good place to kind of get a feel for how things are being received and that kind of thing. And they're all five-star reviews. That's never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people tend to be stingy sometimes with the stars, like, oh, it's a four-star and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, they're allowed to do that, but it's all five stars. And so... I think I've really hit a hit a note with people, not just in the issue and the topic, but the love that's between Eliza and Jack, um, Jack Ryder, this undercover FBI agent, and how they grow to be a team working to dismantle rings is just, it's a breathtaking story. I, I would, you know, I love it. Like, I feel like the first reader when I'm writing, and uh-huh. I'd go back and read it again. <laughs> yeah, that must be fun to, to read something and say, wow, this is really good, and go, wait, I wrote this. But you can enjoy it as a reader <laughs> as well as, as the author, too, and that, that's got to be very satisfying. Yeah, it's it is. It's a lot of fun. I really do. It's honestly like I'll say, "Oh, that scene made me cry," and people kind of give me a look like, "Wait, didn't you make it up?" <laughs> it doesn't feel like that. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, Karen Kingsbury is my guest today here on the Bottom Line, a New York Times best-selling novelist. Her brand new work is out. It's up at thebottomlineshow.com. It's called A Distant Shore, and we encourage you to check this out. We'll take a quick break, and when we continue, I talk about some other things that are happening in Karen's life and ministry that you may be interested in. Uh, some involving television, uh, some involving the big screen. Uh, it, it, it's kind of an exciting time to be Karen Kingsbury, and we'll find out how exciting on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. Karen Kingsbury is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. We're talking about the brand new novel that is out. And it's, I'm glad we have you kind of on speed down now whenever these books come out. It's like, hey, Karen's got a new novel. Like, Yay, because I know Bottom Line listeners love your stuff, and I do too. A Distant Shore is the new one. It's up at thebottomlineshow.com. I did want to ask you, Karen, before we get back into this, because obviously your family is going to have an influence on who you are you know, because of people who are in your world, and uh, especially as we have uh, a grandchild bopping in and out of our world now. That's kind of fun, but sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm working on writing, and you hear the crying and the whatever, and my wife's like, I got a meeting. Can you handle the baby? And I'm like, you know, that's it's a whole new new day for us in that regard. But you and Don, from what I understand now, you're empty nesters. With all those kids, you're empty. Is that that true? Well, it is mostly true. We still, I mean, I feel like, you know, our kids know that we're kind of the place that people want to come. We have ping pong table and pool table. Like, it's fun to hang out at our house. So it's most, I'd say two, three days out of the week, there's going to be people here. They're doing Mm -hmm. something, hanging out, having fun. And it's good, clean fun. So we we welcome that. And it doesn't feel as empty. And then we have three little grand boys that we get to Uh spend a lot of time with. So I, I definitely hear you on that. Yeah, right. It is fun because when you're in the creative process, are you one of those? Do, do you have a, are you Frank Peretti? You've got nine to five, you sit down and write, or are you, uh, you know, whenever the spirit leads? How, how, how does that discipline work for you? Because it is a discipline. It's just a question of how the mood strikes. Yeah, it is. It's a discipline for sure. I actually have a little place here in town. It's like a little studio um, that I can get to and write when I have to. And this next coming week, I'm gonna be, I'll be writing that fall book. Mm-hmm. And, and I need to, you know, I have a deadline that I have to hit. So then it'll be not just nine to five, probably nine to nine. <laughs> I'll be around the clock. Uh-huh. Um, but that by doing that, it frees me up to, you know, the next week I can just be hanging out with my grandkids and go to the yes. park. And so that's it's a deep. wonderfully flexible schedule. I think that's great. And the Baxter family books of which we've spoken often here on this program, uh, have a television debut coming up. 
They do, and I so Roma Downey yeah. is the executive producer, and she is also starring as the matriarch, Elizabeth Baxter. Love it. Um, originally, she wanted these these episodes to be part of her streaming service, but that's been tabled. So there are 36 episodes filmed, edited, and in the can, and wow. she is shopping them to you know the usual players, the mm-hmm. Netflix and Amazon and, and networks. And- I think that's great. Um, there's an event that you uh, we were just talking about during the break that you were seeing event, I believe, is what it's called. Talk about that. Yeah, so, you know, we were, before COVID hit, uh, my husband and I were at a restaurant in Chicago at the airport at O'Hare, and we were having a steak dinner and just between events, and this waiter was phenomenal, and his name was Henry, and he was an older guy, and, and I kind of looked at my husband and I said, you know, this can't have been his dream job, you know, for when he's in his 60s, probably not, but he was so good at it. But when he was off the floor, I could see he had a very heavy heart, and I didn't know what, and I didn't know why. And I knew that I would, ha- I would have no way with his busy, you know, he had all, all the tables were full. And I knew there was no way I could share the hope of Jesus with him. And that's what I would have wanted to do. And, you know, you can give a big tip and you could say, God bless you. But we say that when we sneeze, you know, so it's not necessarily <laughs> going to help right. him. Right. So uh, we ca- I came home and I just strongly felt we needed to start a movement because there wasn't anything called um, You Were Seen. And the You Were Seen movement is... A pack of cards. You just get a pack of cards from our youwereseen.com website. They say you were seen, so you, you give them to somebody on your way. So, you know, all of my life and all of Henry's life intersected in that one moment, and I had no way to share hope with him, um, to share gratitude and love with him. And so half a million cards have gone out of our office, wow. and one of our kids is running that right now. Um, and it's just beautiful. People get this 10-pack of cards. They give them away on their daily, you know, we love God, you love people, and you live your life on mission, and you'll have purpose, and you'll have hope in your own life. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's been really exciting to see, and now Hobby Lobby is going to be carrying those cards as well here in the next month or so across all of their 1,000 stores. So it's uh, really taking off. You know, it's interesting uh, hearing about this and hearing the, the way this came about for you because uh, we've all met those people, you know, where you realize, you know, that we talk about how oh, this is a great land of opportunity. And even for people in the body of Christ, not everybody gets the opportunities that you and I have had to pursue the passions that we do. But that phrase, you were seen, I remember hearing that from a, a friend of mine who's a pastor's wife who was talking about uh, hearing uh, somebody speaking. I don't remember who it was. I just remember her saying that 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 phrase she said you know i i felt like today god saw me you know and i wonder mm-hmm. how many i wonder how many people especially in the land of isolation that we've become over the past year and change the fact that more and more people even when we are out we're wearing masks we're not actually you know getting a chance to see you know the, the, the face of god is so very very important to our faith um why do you think more and more people you know would you say it's a half million and growing uh do you think there's something to that? I mean, in terms of it was something that you was on your heart, but it sounds like it's on the hearts of a lot of people too. And and maybe they will see themselves in one of the characters in one of your novels, Karen Kingsbury. Do you, do you get that that comment a lot from readers? I really do, and I think people are aching for connection. That we we can't even see the smile. Some people can smile with their eyes, and other people they you know, and you don't even know if they're smiling. So when we have a chance to give a you were seen card, so on the back of the you were seen card, there's a couple lines to write a little like thank you or whatever. But mostly it's um, the QR code taking you to youwereseen.com, which is I wrote the website for that, and it's very brief and very vibey and kind of relevant and current, and it leads you to this like okay, so. You know, you were seen today because of your great work and your your hard, you know, your hard efforts that you put out today. But you're always seen by God. And if you don't know about that, click here, and then we link with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association and their plan for salvation, their help links, 
Love it. Um, we use their 24-7 prayer line. So literally, whatever the person's going through with that card, it can lead them to the help and the hope that they need. And so I think that's causing these connections. And I'm, I'm hearing from as many people who are getting them as much as they are giving them. The givers of the cards are mm-hmm. like, oh, my goodness, my life has so much more purpose now. In the yes. middle of this pandemic, I felt invisible, and now I'm, I'm feeling life. I think that's wonderful. Karen Kingsbury is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. The brand-new novel we're talking about is A Distant Shore, and we'll put a link also for youwereseen.com up at thebottomlineshow.com. I just went to the website. It's, a, it's an amazing website. Let's take the final moments of our conversation here, Karen, kind of circle back toward the novel itself because you saw this guy in the, um, in the, in the restaurant and, and, and realized that you know he was kind of wandering around sort of invisible. And you think about Eliza in the character in A Distant Shore who's part of this family that uh, you know where she's kind of like the the bait if you will uh, for this trafficking group and wondering you know if that's all people see about her and in her Uh, talk about what your hope is for this more than just it's fiction it's recreation it's something to kind of get you away from you know what's happening in the world but also to bring about a story I mean obviously you're very purposeful in your writing what is your hope when people read a distant shore that they will have more than just a satisfying experience but rather they'll be proactive and do something more yeah, definitely. And I think it's an allegory. Largely, this is a story about a rescue that happens not once but twice on this distant shore. And that's you know, evident when you first start reading the book, you figure that out. But um, it also is an allegory for the rescue that we have when we have encountered Jesus. Like He rescues us. And he's not the reason for these bad things that happen, but he is the, the rescue. And so, you know, people are carrying heavy loads or discouraged they're lonely and the distant shore i want them to close that book and go i have you know i have a new hope now i Mm. feel like i have purpose and i have redemption in my story and i can see the fingerprints of god where i didn't see them before Mm -hmm. you could see what wasn't seen but was always there and you can feel his presence and and you understand that that relationship that love that we have with the lord isn't that far off it's right here and uh, it, it's, mm. it's, it's very purposeful. Karen, you've got the last 60 seconds. Microphone is yours. What word of encouragement do you have for our listeners today uh, based on what God has been doing in your life, not just over the past 25 weeks, but the past 25 years with your writing and mm-hmm. the future that, that, that you're looking ahead? I mean, there's still there's no end in sight in terms of the greatness that God's going to do through your writing. Mm, thank you so much. It's so kind. Well, I always tell people, you know, if you want to live a life, I, I mean, for me, the, the biggest book that matters is the one I'm writing with the days of my life. So that's the bestseller that I want people to remember. And that's same with, with, with you, too. It's like you're writing a story with your life. So in that story, love well, laugh often, look for the miraculous because it is there and live your life on mission. And, and you know, if you do that, you're going to have a bestseller with the days of your life. I think that's a great word of wisdom and counsel from America's favorite inspirational fiction superstar, uh, Karen Kingsbury, and that's from Publishers Weekly. Uh, but I would wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> I mean, that's Proverbs 28, right? You're very humble and gracious, so we'll brag about you all day long. Um, Karen Kingsbury's been my guest. A Distant Shore, the brand new novel, available in hardcover and selling like crazy because people are just hungry for good inspirational fiction these days. Uh, the book A Distant Shore is up at thebottomlineshow.com. Karen, always a pleasure. Thank you. God bless you. Appreciate your being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Well, thank you so much, Roger, and God bless you and everyone listening. And that's how we concluded our conversation uh, shortly after the publishing of the brand new book, A Distant Shore by Karen Kingsbury. It's a novel that really was a departure for her in the sense that it took her away from kind of her just hometown love story type of theme that she dealt with on uh, very successfully and tackled the topic of human trafficking. 
We have two copies of this book to give away at 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. If you've seen the movie The Sound of Freedom starring Jim Caviezel, which is getting all the Hollywood hype right now, good and bad, and it's all it's, from our vantage point, it's all good. But there are some haters and some detractors who don't want people to look into child sex trafficking. And oftentimes, what is it, the old expression, the faults we find in others are oftentimes our own. And that's why I'm not saying we are engaged in this, but rather uh, there are a lot of people on the left who, you know, you think about the Jeffrey Epstein, Jelaine Maxwell situation, why Jelaine Maxwell got 20 years in prison for engaging and aiding and abetting in child trafficking, and yet apparently she didn't traffic to anybody because nobody else has been convicted. I mean, how do you have somebody who's trafficking children to other people? I mean, typically, when there is a situation where you, you see these uh, sting operations or whatever, where they, they set up a, a fake account online, and uh, then uh, week after week, just seeing these, these people, oftentimes these men, who go to these places where they think they're going to meet a child and they think they're going to have a sexual encounter with that child. And instead they're met by the FBI and they wind up going to prison. Well, I mean, this is, you know, it's, it's amazing how you could have somebody who allegedly was providing these children who are being trafficked for sexual encounters. And if she was convicted of doing that, then who was she doing it for? I mean, she wasn't just making this up. And yet the left looks at human trafficking and says, oh, this child trafficking thing doesn't really exist. It doesn't really exist. So I encourage you to call Crystal and get a copy of Karen Kingsbury's book, A Distant Shore, which got two of them to give away right now at 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. And because it's Movie Monday, we're throwing in a couple of movie options too into the giveaway pot. One of them is Karen Kingsbury's outstanding television series on pureflix.com, which is called A Thousand Tomorrows. Got a country uh, farm and rodeo love story type of thing. We've got a couple of Pureflix subscriptions to give away at 800-227-5278. Also, for your movie viewing pleasure, Dennis Wilson's outstanding release. I mean, Dennis didn't produce it. He just makes it available to us. The movie called The Baby Boomer Dilemma. If you have not seen this, if you've heard about it, if you thought, oh, shoot, I missed the chance to see it in the theaters. I missed the chance when Roger was giving them away. We have five more streams, five more links to give away for The Baby Boomer Dilemma as well. So we want to keep Crystal and Joel super busy today on the phones. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. The number to get you through to the bottom line. On the other side of this break, we're going to keep talking. I know oftentimes we talk about a lot of different themes here on the Bottom Line Show. Uh, today's program, a little different. We're kind of turning the, uh, putting the focus on uh, the, the issue of sex trafficking. And we have a story out of Sacramento that will make your head spin when you consider what I talked about early on in the program. And that was the, if you didn't get a chance to, uh, uh, to hear uh, that part of the interview, remember, you can always podcast along with us. Go to thebottomlineshow.com, go to TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, and you can find The Bottom Line Show. I know the National Crawford Roundtable podcast is on Spotify. Between you and me, I don't know how it got there, but I'm glad it is there. Um, I'm not sure if Bottom Line Show is there, but you can find us just about anywhere online. Go back to, well, just go to thebottomlineshow.com, rogermarsh.com, and listen to my little mini rant 
on the the fact that when it comes to sex trafficking, uh, the left really does have a uh, just kind of a blind spot for common sense. They'll pursue lawsuits that will try to stop ways of bringing illegal immigrants into the country, not realizing that illegal immigration is fueled and often many times by sex trafficking. Uh, California Democrats in Sacramento are no different, and they had a golden opportunity to take a huge stand against human trafficking, and they blew it. Um, I'll tell you why coming up next as the bottom line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. My thanks again to Karen Kingsbury for joining me to discuss her powerful new novel called The Distant Shore, Two copies that we're giving away today at 800-227-5278 along the theme of stopping human trafficking. The uh, Distant Shore novel uh, does take on this topic of human trafficking. And we've got two copies to give away today. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. The number to get you through to the bottom line. Uh, since it is Movie Monday, of course, Kevin Kingsbury has a great TV series on Pure Flix as well, uh, based on her book, A Thousand Tomorrows. We've got a couple of Pure Flix subscriptions to give away, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. And because it is Movie Monday, still giving away free copies of the movie The Baby Boomer Dilemma, courtesy of, of Dennis Wilson at Wilson Financial Services. Either call us here at the studio or give Dennis's office a call 800-696-9970 800-696-9970 800-696-9970 to get you through to Wilson Financial Services. Uh, before the break I was talking about what I was sharing earlier about human trafficking and laws that are being passed and bills and measures that are being considered to try to stop human trafficking. Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, currently being sued right now by a business owner who says, don't put those floating buoys in the Rio Grande River. We don't care if four people drowned there last week trying to swim across from Mexico to Texas. We, we have a kayaking business and we can't do boat tours through there. If you put those buoys up, okay, well, fine. Let's, uh, let's be worried about the people who are crossing the border unless it gets in the way of your kayaking touring business. Um, and, but I also mentioned, too, one of the things that here in the People's Republic of California we've been a, done a horrible job on is how do we treat children who are being trafficked for sex? And when Proposition 35 passed in, in the uh, presidential election of November 2012, I was talking with a woman, I believe it was Jenny, Jenny Williamson, who is the founder of a group called Courage Worldwide. 
And I asked her, I was reading the provisions of Prop 35 and why it was a, a good bill to pass. I said, so where was California with regard to human trafficking of children before Prop 35? And she said, F minus. We Just terrible. I said, so what does the passage of Prop 35 mean? And she said, well, we're probably up to an F plus, maybe a D minus. There's still so much work to do. It's amazing to me how many of these bills seem to be so common sense. And yet, in the People's Republic of California, where you have a Democrat governor, a Democrat lieutenant governor, an overwhelming, there are 80 members of the California State Assembly and 40 members of the California State Senate. 66 members of the California State Assembly of the 80 are Democrats. And 27 or 28 of the state senators, also Democrats. So you have a supermajority, one-party rule. And when people say, Roger, why are you always talking about California being a communist state? This is why. Because even if every Republican, every conservative, every independent, anybody with a conscience were to band together and try to pass bills, all it takes is a majority of Democrats to say no. Here's case in point. Senate Bill Number 14 was introduced recently by Shannon Grove, who's a California state senator in Bakersfield. Great woman of, of faith, good woman of God. She introduced the bill that notes that California leads the nation in reported cases of human trafficking among minors. And so basically what she wanted to do was she wanted to encourage the Public Safety Committee to make sex trafficking of minors, quote unquote, a serious felony. Okay. As of last week, even though it did pass the Senate with a unanimous bipartisan vote. And this is what Shannon Grove tweeted out. She said, I'd hope Democrats on the Assembly Public Safety Committee would make sex trafficking a minor, uh, make tra- sex trafficking of a minor a more serious felony. I am profoundly disappointed that they rejected the proposal. Basically, um, the... Unbelievable. Reggie Jones Sawyer is the assemblyman who was the one who said, no, we can't do this. And he has a very, very interesting background because not only that, but Reggie Jones Sawyer is also the author of a bill that would allow judges to use criminal sentencing to, quote unquote, rectify racial bias in the criminal justice system. In other words, to say, well, for too long we have over-sentenced African-Americans and Hispanics. We've given them harsher sentences, which is probably true. I don't have that statistically in front of me, but my hunch is in some parts of the country, it's been grossly misapplied. And so now this bill in California would allow judges to say, okay, here's the deal. If a white kid is driving a car 75 miles an hour in a 50 mile an hour zone and they get a $1,000 fine, if a black kid does the same thing, he gets 500. I don't know how that helps necessarily, but nonetheless. But Shannon Grove said, look, I'm very, very disappointed that the Assembly Public Safety Committee refused to do this initially. Now, they've since, from what I understand, they have since rectified that position. But initially, it's like, wow. Um, the reason it was voted down in the Public Safety Committee was because there were six Democrats who abstained from voting. The measure was given reconsideration, and I believe it has, in fact, passed. But initially, why is it that that will happen? 
Well, is it because it doesn't impact minority communities and people in minority communities are the ones who are saying, hey, don't pass this measure because, I mean, well, let me give you a few statistics about human trafficking among children of color that might change your opinion on this. We'll talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. You know the old expression, a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, if you're an expectant mom and you go to a pregnancy health center that is in partnership with Preborn, one picture can say way more than that. And that picture I'm talking about is an ultrasound picture. Every donation that goes to Preborn goes to providing ultrasounds for women who are expecting children and they want to know what all of their options are. When you call 833-850-BABY right now, you give a gift of $28 that provides one ultrasound. But if you give a gift toward the purchase of an ultrasound machine. Now that's a $15,000 investment, but every ultrasound machine can do 250 ultrasounds per year and lasts a minimum of 10 years. That's 2,500 ultrasounds available to women right now. Think of all the babies, thousands of babies' lives that will be saved by your donation to preborn right now. Call 833-850-BABY. 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Make your best donation right now. $50, $100. Maybe you want to give $15,000. It's completely tax deductible. We've had a couple of bottom line listeners step up and do just that. 833-850-BABY. 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Call Preborn right now. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh with your four-minute warning. You've got about four minutes left in the broadcast today, and that means you just got a few moments left to give us a call at 800-227-5278. We're giving away copies, two copies of Karen Kingsbury's book, A Distant Shore. We're also giving away a couple of subscriptions to PureFlix to watch Karen's uh, television series it's on pure flicks it's streaming there now uh, based on her book a thousand tomorrows and we also have five copies of dennis wilson's movie um, the baby boomer dilemma that we're giving away as well so lots of things to give you entertainment and edification all at the same time 800-227-5278 800-227-5278 800-227-5278 the number to get you through to the bottom line um, what's interesting about the SB 14 in California. This is a bill that would have made trafficking, sex trafficking of minors a major felony as opposed to a less important felony. It passed unanimously in the California State Senate, but then when it came to the Assembly's Public Safety Committee, it has to go through their committee before it could go to a full Assembly vote, the Public Safety Committee of the Assembly shot it down. So here's the thing that just doesn't make any sense. Uh, the author of the bill in the Senate, uh, Shannon Grove, writing, I'm profoundly disappointed that the committee Democrats couldn't bring themselves to support the bill with their stubborn and misguided objection to any penalty increase, regardless of how heinous the crime. Human trafficking of children is a growing concern and it disproportionately targets minority girls. California is a hotbed for sex trafficking of minor girls of color because of the lenient penalties here. The sad reality is that the trafficked child on Figaro Street and across California will continue to be raped and victimized until Assembly Democrats take action. Since the bill was granted reconsideration, I will continue to work with the committee and fight for Californians who are outraged by their decision. That was her initial post last middle of last week, and they've since reconsidered. But, but take this into consideration. How, I mean, I'm thinking about the wisdom issue here. Scripture 
implores us to get wisdom above everybody, everything else. It is the most important thing that we can actually be uh, striving to achieve. Help me understand the wisdom from the left that says, yeah, we have this bill, but there's one part of the bill that we don't like. And you know what that part is? We don't like the fact that it increases the penalty for a crime. Full stop. And not only does it increase the penalty for a crime, they're acknowledging the fact that those who are more likely to be picked up for this crime are people of color. Or at least that's the assumption. So basically to say, we don't want more Mexican guys or we don't want more black guys or we don't want more people who aren't white, because that's because the left thinks everything is all about race. We don't want them going to prison. How are we going to get reelected if we're sending all these people to prison? Well, what makes you think that these are the people who are going to wind up in prison? We know about the ethnic background of the kids who are being trafficked, but what about the perpetrators of the crimes? The insinuation on the left that you can't raise the penalty for a crime like this because it might harm your constituents is not the issue. The issue is you've got a crime problem, sir or madam, and you should be passing more legislation and doing what you can to stop the problem. Was it Ben Watson said? It's not a skin problem, it's a sin problem. The good news is we have repentance and grace and forgiveness in Christ Jesus for those who will receive that gift. That is good news, and that's the bottom line.